We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. We are back in five, four, three, two, <laughs> one. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or ain't. Welcome to a spooky, ooky, dooky episode of Yash Jesus. How are you? It's me, Daniel Franzese, and as always, I'm here with... Azariah Southwatch. Today, we are talking about Halloween, and here at Yash Jesus, we believe that... Our God is a Our spooky God. God. <laughs> Jesus was the first raised from the dead. So he is the first zombie. The OG zombie. God wants you to let your freak flag fly this Halloween. Come on in. Have a seat. <laughs> grab a lemonade. Kick up your feet. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. And welcome to another episode of Yas Jesus. <laughs> Let's have a cup of coffee and sit down <laughs> and just enjoy the, enjoy the show. So... We're going to get right into it with our praise report and our prayer request. Azariah, are you ready for this? I have a prayer request. I'm ready. Okay. This is from Ted. I am a frustrated queer pastor. One of the congregations I am serving defeated a motion to engage in the conversation to be a welcoming church. Then three of the people who voted no wanted to talk about how it wasn't personal. I shared that I was not in a place to engage in conversation because it was personal. It is my life. After hearing that I was going to hell over and over from a fundamentalist church growing up, and then coming to my welcoming church and discovering grace and being able to call to serve, it is damn personal to me. I covet your mm-hmm. prayers for me and the congregation. Azzy, this is a tough one. That's a spooky church to be in. Yeah. It's a spooky, ooky church to be in. This is the dookie we were talking about. This is so sad. Like, they don't even want to have the conversation. Defeated an emotion to engage in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, Man, if you don't even have the guts to talk about it, then goodbye. I think that the whole purpose of us as Christians is to wonder. I know that that's not a popular opinion. It's not necessarily what the Catholics believe or it's not necessarily what others folks do. But I, I really think personally that God wants us to wonder, wants us to talk, wants us to have conversations. These stories, these lessons, these proverbs, these psalms were, were left here for us to figure out, to discuss. And if you can't have the discussion, it's just so sad when you're in a stagnant place. Yeah. And, and Pastor Ted, we're definitely going to be praying for you. Yeah, we're praying for you, Ted. All right, you ready for some praise, Danny? Yeah, let's praise it out. What do you got? All right. So we have a praise report because Pope Francis... This guy's cool. Sent, 
he's all right. You know, he's, he's not 100% my book, but he's, he's getting there. He sent mixed signals to the queer community and told parents of LGBTQ people, God loves your children as they are. So he has sent mixed signal, signals in the past, but he's most recently said, God loves your children as they are. So the Pope was talking to 40 uh, parents from an Italian organization called Jonathan's Tent. Now, I'm not even going to try to say this. No, I'll try to say I got you. Okay, thank you. Here's the thing. So that's the praise report. That's I know progress you that coming from the Pope. It is progress. And I know you say Pope Francis isn't cool, but I think I was measuring him on a scale of popes. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm with you there on that. As of popes go, this is, I mean, I did really love the Pope Mobile with that, like, bulletproof, like, bubble. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But this is, so this is, like, actually evoking change. A statement as small as God loves your children as they are can make such a huge impact. Smaller statements have oppressed us. Yeah, that's that's going to trickle down into the smaller parishes all around the world. And it's going to, I think, hopefully impact the messages that many priests present to their parish about LGBTQ people in a, in a positive way. You know, we can only hope for the future. We can only think towards the future. So words like this happening today, as you said, and as as it has time to get down, um, maybe people who are currently studying to become priests and nuns and can can get this information and and have it hold some weight in their own values, you know, or at least use it as an example. I don't believe this, but Pope Francis said that. Give people the option of being able to find where their message is and where their heart lies. The possibilities here are endless. Pope Francis, keep talking. We want to praise you for this. Keep talking. Keep saying good things. You're almost there. You're almost cool in Azariah's eyes. <laughs> you, got to, you got a lot more work. <laughs> but, yes, you're getting there, girl. Come on. You're almost there, girl. Like Tula the Bankhead said, love the hat. The gown is fabulous, but your purse is on fire. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break uh, and have a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with the scripture of the day. No, no, no. Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow <laughs> us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women owned. Vegas company started by a mother who's just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas, making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community Mm -hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. (laughs) Their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because... You're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefits. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients. Never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved by the founders, Doggies, Nacho, and Cerveza. (laughs) This is not your normal pet product. (laughs) They carry products from pain relief to skincare. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulders kind of hurt from the gym, Azzy. You might give me a little rub with that comfort cream. Oh, yeah, you get over here. Get over here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD infused lubricant called knob polish or well other stuff you want to try that one out uh duh all right let's go do that and while we do that you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring you won't regret it make sure to use the promo code yasjesus25 for 25 percent off your first order (laughs) 
Hey, Azzy, we're back, and it's everyone's favorite time. What is it? Sing it, boy. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. It's soul food. Oh, here we are with the scripture of the day, Azzy. Tell us about it. It is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. What's that mean? It means that, you know, I always heard this verse used to describe the second coming of Christ and the rapture. Is this but the zombie for the apocalypse? sake of Halloween, this is a zombie apocalypse that the Bible is describing. Oh, the man. dead are going to come up out of the ground, and right. we are going to be changed in a moment. I want everyone right now to look to your left. Look to your left, and whatever <laughs> item is at your left, that's your weapon in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Mine is a beanbag. I'm kind of screwed. Mine is a, a battery charger because I'm sitting in my parents' garage. Oh, no. That might be helpful. <laughs> Ross, what's the, to your left? What's your weapon in the zombie apocalypse? I have the light that is lighting my face very badly right now. Uh-oh. Well, hopefully the, they have light-sensitive <laughs> eyes. I hope a bunch of blue-eyed zombies are coming your way. Um, <laughs> so how, is this, how, do, how does this zombie apocalypse moment uh, work with us in the gospel? What does Halloween even mean? I mean, it, it, there's so many different things. It's the focus is on dead and glory, horror, blah, blah, candy, candy, candy. Um, dr- dressing up in silly costumes. What did you dress up as? I wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween, so um, the only yeah the only time I've ever celebrated Halloween was like the first time a few years ago when I was living in Vegas, and I just put a blanket over me and I was undercover. Wait a minute! To this day, you've never celebrated Halloween? Not really. It, it it's never been something that I celebrated ever. So I'm undercovers. Just, oh God! <laughs> you like, were you there slu- you was it a slutty? <laughs> we were we were a slutty comforter. <laughs> no, I was a nerd undercover. I had like these glasses on and I also had this face paint on that would only show up if you were in black light. So that was undercover as well. Like the whole theme was undercover. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, already know, I can already ma- imagine what your mattress looks like under a black light, Azariah. <laughs> oh, honey, you don't want to know. <laughs> no, I don't want to do those clean. covers in a black light. <laughs> Pumpkin spice latte year, everywhere. So wait. This year, I already have mine picked out for this year, though. I am going to celebrate this year because... Um, nobody's celebrating this year. You choose the year nobody's celebrating to celebrate? Yeah. Is that a problem? No. Carry on. <laughs> Thank you. What are you going to be? Let me guess. You're going to be I'm Tiger gonna, King. I'm going to... Ew, no. No, no, no. Everyone's going to do that. No, I'm going to be Davy and Goliath. I'm going to have my little Harvey dog, my brown chocolate lab pit bull mix, and then I'm going to be Davy from the show Davy and Goliath. Oh my God. I'm going to call, you know, I'm going to make an album for all your future Halloween called No One Gets It. That's going to be the name <laughs> of that album. It's just going to be like hey, a if you photo up, album that says No One Gets This on the front. If you grew up now, watching Christian TV, you'll get it. <laughs> I've honestly, I've been everything for Halloween. Like anything you can imagine. I was a shower one year. I was a Coke can. When I was a little baby, I was Mickey Mouse and a cowboy. I was even a very inappropriate Indian mother at one point. We didn't know better back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I was Bar from Spaceballs. I've been so That's many fun. cool. 
cool things. Frankenstein one year. Um, I, this year I'm sitting it out. I might do something for my house. I don't know. But I do remember that my church also had a harvest festival. Oh, yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. What, they were like, dress as your favorite Bible character. And I remember thinking, am I going to get in trouble for not thinking Jesus is my favorite? Like, <laughs> is everyone going to be Jesus? Judas. Like, I was like too little to understand. Like the favorite from the Bible, everyone, it should, if you're not coming as Jesus, you're in trouble. <laughs> and what is it going to be like, somebody- Night of a Thousand Jesuses? A lot of people did Mary and Joseph at my church. That's what they did. It's like, you what did, did you that for do? Christmas. Come on. Who did you dress uh, up? You know, we didn't, we didn't dress up at all. We just played games and got candy. Oh, my church, when I was a kid, they did this one thing. They took uh, the children's ministry house. It was this house. And they built this whole thing where it's like a walk through the Bible. And so it was this tunnel. They took these like old refrigerator cardboard boxes. And you had to crawl through this tunnel. And then there's these windows that you could peek through. And then there would be, and so you start with Adam and Eve. And then you go to Noah's Ark. And then you go to these different things, all these different, you know, times in the Bible. And then you ended in heaven. And I remember being just like, this is the best harvest party ever. I'm not going to lie. That that party sounds like it slaps. Like I'm into it. Like it I, was really I thought cool. you were gonna say something really nerdy, like you know what I mean. Like, like I always feel like when when Christians try to copy something that's secular and then try to make it Christian, that it's like mm-hmm. it's like trying to make trying to eat a Hydrox instead of an Oreo. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like a little off. Like, like they're like I don't know. Um, I you know they did Hell House like like for Halloween. They made a Hell. House. Oh yes. Do you remember that? Oh that my was, god! Wasn't yeah. that Westboro Baptist Church? No, it might as well have been as how hateful it was. It was terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. It had scenes of a man dying of AIDS and a woman having an yeah. abortion and like crazy yeah, things was- that would like normally send you to hell. And they have young teens acting in this. I, I kept saying to myself, like, there's so many things. Like, how is this okay to do to children? Like, from a Christian standpoint, like, it made zero sense to me. Yeah, it was a political thing. It wasn't even, a, it wasn't really that great of a Halloween thing. But I wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween. We had to stay home from school. My dad wouldn't let us go to school on Halloween because the school celebrated Halloween. That was Satan's holiday. So we stayed home for. What was the opposition that. to Halloween among some Christian circles about? We asked a few folks who were raised um, to shun Halloween if there was any biblical justification used. Here are some of their responses. Uh, someone said, if I'm honest, it always felt like a. Christians don't like this rather than the Bible doesn't like this. I mean, that right. makes a lot of sense to me. And then uh, someone said, thou shalt not have fun if I don't prove of it thematically. First Karen <laughs> 14. I, <laughs> that's funny. I, you know, I knew that like my mom let us dress up, but she never liked when we were spooky. She was like, we were never a witch or a zombie or someone that died. She would always make us something like kind of fun and cheerful. Like, she was never into the spooky. She was like, I don't like all the blood and everything and all that. She wasn't into it, which is surprising because my, my niece who's eight is going as a zombie cheerleader this year. And I actually was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. My brother to kind of let her do the things that we weren't allowed to do. Yeah, definitely. Well, you should tell your mom that there are spooky Bible stories. So all the more reason to allow for spooky costumes for your nieces and nephews. I think that's like the generic spooky sound. I had like a ghost that like that from like CBS that if you touched it, it went. 
And that's what I think. So, so let's read some of these spooky stories. There is the Witch of Endor in First Samuel. There's also the Valley of Slaughter in Jeremiah. And the Whoa. Walking Dead even makes an appearance in the book of Zechariah. So maybe that was the inspiration for zombies. Who knows? Oh, possibly. But the Bible stories we're going to tell you comes from Ezekiel chapter 37. And it is the Valley of of the dry bones. I always think about dry bones. Dry bones is the name of a character in Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> it's a story of <laughs> scattered bones coming together to form skeletons. And those skeletons becoming people. And dry bones, when you hit him, he falls into a pile of bones and then comes back together. So I'm wondering right now, let it be heard first on Yash Jesus, because I doubt anyone else has covered this, that dry bones from Mario Kart probably came from the Bible. Also, Zelda Breath of the Wild. The night, the night monster. Yes, it's a dry bones moment too. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We play video games. Okay. <laughs> so it's a story of scattered bones coming together to form skeletons and those skeletons becoming people. As read. I think you should read this in a spooky voice. The hand of the Lord came upon me and he brought me out of the spirit of the Lord and sat me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. And he led them all around me. And there were very many lying in the valley and they were very dry. And he said to me, mortal, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord, you know. And he said to me, prophecy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and I shall know that I am Lord. Spooky. (laughs) Spooky, girl. That's spooky. They don't tell you you this part in Sunday school. Mm -mm. We should try that out by the Salton Sea out in the Palm Desert in California because the Salton Sea, it's retracted so much, it's receded so much that when you step out where the water used to be, you're just like stepping on old fish bones. That's like so we should try one. this first. We should go out there. <laughs> so I continue, I'll continue. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked and there were sinews on them, and the flesh had come upon them, and the skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophecy to the breath, prophecy mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, and that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Wow, this is getting spookier. I would not want to be in that valley. Who? No, ma'am. No. Honestly, like, I feel like I had chicken. I had chicken wings from Hot Wings Cafe for lunch, and I feel like they're going to come alive and form a chicken. (laughs) Can you imagine? They're just sitting next to you right now. And you start yeah, prophesying, like, like, like how it says, prophesy to the, to the breath, prophesy mortal, and say And they're like the all breath. pissed I ate them. They're like, lemon pepper, huh? <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
And then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost and we are cut off completely. Therefore prophecy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from the graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from the graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil that you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. Who don't mess with the Lord? I mean, I kind of read it more spooky than it was. <laughs> like, but... <laughs> the Bible talks so much about the dead being raised. Mm-hmm. Whenever they talk about it, it's always a good thing. It's like new life emerging from death. This shows up again and again, including Jesus, the OG zombie who came back from the dead. Oh my gosh, I just said that, and then Ross's note says Jesus is the OG zombie. I love that. <laughs> You're so connected, freaking deacon. <laughs> uh, people don't realize this because there is a swath of Christianity dead set against Halloween. Oh, no, Halloween that was funny. Halloween. Dead set. <laughs> But Halloween has its roots in Christianity and the church. Did you know that, Danny? I had a feeling. (laughs) So in many liturgical churches, November 1st is celebrated as All Saints Day. And All Saints Day is a day to remember those in our family or our community who have died over the last year. It's like the very special follow-up episode of the funeral. Often at churches, the names of those who died are read out loud. Sometimes they ring a bell or light a candle for each person, but it's a very sweet holiday and it's a time to revisit the memories with loved ones. Maybe families pull out of photo books or old home movies just to remember those loved ones. I think that's beautiful. I like that. I like stuff like that. Yeah. Like some, some people don't like to, you know, when they mourn, they don't want to bring up the, the, I love celebrating somebody who had passed. I love bringing them up. I love talking about them. I love telling stories. Oh, they really like, if I think, oh, they loved you know, whatever this drink that I'm drinking, I like to bring it up. I like to always talk about them. I think the way to keep somebody alive is to actually speak upon them. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And that's the point of it. And the night before All Saints was known as All Hallows Eve. This is the Jeopardy question that I knew. Like I knew this part. (laughs) And so Hallows is a word that means holy. And it shows up in the Lord's Prayer when we pray our Father who are in heaven Hallowed be thy name. So All Hallows' Eve is sort of the evening before All Saints' Day, the same way Christmas Eve is the night before Christmas. So over time, All Hallows' Eve got sort of smashed together. All Hallows' Eve, Olive Eve, Hallow' Eve, Halloween, you know, language. Love it. (laughs) That's how that works. (laughs) But that is where more of the secular popular rumors about the dead rising and haunting come from. Uh, And it went from a memory of those loved ones who have passed away to a focus on all the dead and probably fused with a little popular superstition. You know, Christians have some superstition. Uh, Do you have any superstitious stories? I'll tell you something I am. 
like as a Christian, I cannot use a Ouija board. It's so silly. And it's like Milton Bradley and all of that. And I just won't touch it. Somebody gave me Halloween cookies once and they had Ouija board ones and I didn't eat those. Oh, okay. 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 Yes. Yes. Superstitious. Okay. So (laughs) my sister, Amanda, (laughs) she will not come near a Ouija board. And so I know this about her. I know she's a little bit superstitious because she thinks that by being around it, it's demonic, you know, something might transfer onto her. (laughs) So one time we were at a store and they were having a sale on Ouija boards. And so I picked one up and I just taste her around the store with it. And she was running from me. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of fun. (laughs) I definitely love that. Now, this reminds me, also, we were talking, All Saints Day is kind of like Dio de los Muertos, right? Like the Day of the Dead in Mexico. Here in Los Angeles, I know they do it in Mexico, they celebrate Day of the Dead with skeleton decorations, and usually the skeletons are dressed up in elaborate costumes. It's not gory, but like super artsy, beautiful, think like Freda Kahlo moment. Um, Families invite their dead family members to join them for a meal together, and they put out all the photos of the loved ones who have died and tell stories. I love this. This is where I'm like jealous of Mexican culture in this regard. I think this is such a beautiful day. I know at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which now later in years has become a very whimsical cemetery, uh, Johnny Ramon is buried there. Toto from Wizard of Oz is buried there. Uh, Sophia um, Petrillo from the Golden Girls uh, is buried there. Yes, and it's open to the public. They show movies and stuff there, but they have an amazing Day of the Dead celebration where all the different graves like Hitchcock and, and uh, Cecil B. DeMille are all dressed up with di- different families register a grave and they, they do big installations. And the family does just this. They do these huge, beautiful floral and sculptural and paper mache uh, sculptures on the graves. And then, they have, and then they have food out and they have a meal and it's a big festival. And I think that's such a beautiful way. I want to be buried in this cemetery because I think that that's so fun. Like I would totally, so if you one day come across a tombstone that says she didn't even go here, like it was me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all the stuff that we're talking about, like this is important that we make this point. None of what we're describing is anti-Christian. If you want to celebrate Halloween as a Christian, just do it. Today it's for kids. Halloween's about fun costumes and candy. And for adults, it's about, you know, sexy nurses and celebrating in the community. I mean, really, I don't, honestly, like, I used to feel bad for not even just Christians, but also, like, Jehovah Witness and other kids in my class. They weren't allowed to celebrate certain things, like birthdays or parties or, like, and I'm always just like, why? Like, the whole class is celebrating Halloween. Like, who cares, you know? Like, here's the thing about being a Christian, which is interesting, um, and it, it, it's why I started really, like, leaning into being, feeling okay about doing horror movies is, and I think I've <laughs> spoken about this before, maybe, but. I was watching the Oprah anniversary DVD. It was like a nine DVD thing. And one of the DVDs that she had was Oscar winners interviewing Oscar winners. And it was Marsha Gay Harden interviewing Ellen Burstyn about Ellen Burstyn's role as the mother in The Exorcist. And Marsha Gay Harden was like, I don't know how you do it. Like, like you do things that are like horror movies like that, that are wrapped up in the occult. Like, I feel like my faith is too strong to go near that stuff. And she was, uh-uh, you're wrong, honey. She was like, your faith has to be strong to do something like this. 
because you can bring a lot of attention from dark forces when you're making movies and doing things about them. So you have to be impervious to it. And I saw something click in Marcia Gay Harden's like eyes. And then she was in Stephen King's The Fog. And she, she started doing all these different horror movies all the time. And I really feel like it was from that moment because she literally was like, I would never. And then like, was like, Oh, and then now does them. So the concern about Halloween being Satan's day is like nothing. Satan has no power mm. over you. You can resist, right. you can walk away. You can, re- you can reject Satan, rebuke him, and still enjoy your life. Yes, he's under your feet, honey. And especially for queer people, Ezzy, Halloween is a chance for authentic expression. It's a night where you could step into whatever role you choose. How many people discover drag or like have their first foray into something like that on that night because they're allowed to, to either just try it on or allow your inner crazy self to just shine on the outside. That's right. And we are an artistic community who often loves to express ourselves and and we love art theater music i mean for queers halloween has become a celebration of creativity costuming makeup and role playing honey (laughs) i actually you know i even felt like the renaissance festival was a little like satanic growing up like i had such a misconception Mm -hmm. like my church really skewed like what that is like now we take the kids it's so much fun they have a turkey like who cares it's like no, you know right. what I mean? Like, I just really feel like right. sometimes people are so tense about this type of thing. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Ross? Hey, I've been listening in on the conversation, and there's uh-huh. one other Halloween churchy story that I wanted to share. Spell it, girl. Spell it. So I'm very proud of being um, Lutheran, and part of the story of being Lutheran is Martin Luther was a monk, and he was increasingly disillusioned with the church. It was the Roman Catholic Church at the time. He realized there was a ton of corruption. There was a ton of taking money from the poor. There was a lot of bad practices. And so what he did was on All Hallows' Eve, the night before All Saints' Day, he went to his local church in Wittenberg, and he nailed up a list of 95 theses, 95 items to discuss, reforms that the church could or would make. And these 95 theses, you know, could have just like been on the church door and some people would have seen them, but it was also 500 years ago, which is right after the printing press was invented. And so someone took it, printed it, made it go the 1500 versions of viral and ended up getting him in trouble with the church excommunicated and eventually starting this whole other denomination, the Lutherans, um, that followed him. But it all goes back to that night on October 31st, 1517, when he was nailing the 95 Theses of the Church door. Um, And a few years ago, in 2017, I dressed up as Martin Luther, had a robe, had a hat, and I wasn't good at dressing up. I also had a rubber ballot and a like print out of the 95 theses. So not really period specific, but I got the essence and I made my husband dress up as Pope Leo X, who excommunicated him. That was how I celebrated the 500th anniversary of the day of the reformation. Oh my God. I am totally going to buy that, that in Azariah's. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I use an example all the time about the printing press. Whenever I speak about the internet, because I feel like, that moment created the Lutheran church and literally brought upon a whole new segment off of the, who knows what one retweet or one thread could do, you know? 
Yeah, it, it was that is the kind. Before that, he would have. I, I don't think people would have paid attention. It would have been little and local, and there were other reformers around the same time. And I think it was just the bunch of things happened at once. And that printing press, like technology, like the internet today, has like changed everything. Well, wow, that is awesome. the kind of Halloween that I can celebrate and get behind. The one that brings speaks power to the empire of his day. I love that story. Oh, and I, I, love see, that I also see Halloween. you in like the leather harness and cat ear Halloween as well. You just have pa- yes, pounding just, my you, thesis to the church door. <laughs> you just been waiting for a friend <laughs> like me. So, listeners, yes, Jesuits, how do you celebrate Halloween? You know, you heard on an earlier episode that we're not about slut shaming here at Yash Jesus. So we're not going to tell you that you can't be a slutty angel this Halloween, but we are going to shame. We aren't going to shame you either for having a quiet night at home. Watch a scary movie, hand out candy to trick or treaters at home, or watch for someone trying to TP your treat. Don't let them do it. Tricks or treats. My, what's, my favorite scary movie is Drag Me to Hell, which my mom would never watch because of the title, but it's actually really funny. Um, I highly recommend it if you like horror movies at all. We're not going to tell you um, to change any of your Halloween plans because coronavirus is probably already doing that. But think about those moments when you could honor those in your life who have passed away. Maybe spend a little time sharing photos of them or saying a prayer for them or how thankful you are to have them in your life. Honor the dead for what gifts they have given you. Yeah, I advocate that you put on a slutty televangelist costume and have a little fun and take a picture and send it to me. (laughs) <laughs> i'm into it oh man slutty tammy faye that would be a good costume <laughs> that maybe that's my costume this year and by slutty tammy faye i just mean like short skirt you know what i'm saying like tube top <laughs> and then full face well, I'm I love for it. god bless her <laughs> all right you guys our tithe love offering our charity our act of good this week <laughs> make a list of those who have been a gift in your life who have passed on Say a prayer of thanksgiving for each one of them. What a lovely moment. What a lovely thing to do. Absolutely. Azariah, if we were having Halloween, like what, what would be your ultimate, like what would be your ultimate costume? Oh, I mean, I really am vibing with the Davy and Goliath costume as well as mm-hmm. the t- slutty televangelist costume right now idea. Both of those are giving me life. So I have, it would definitely be one of those. I've yet to do it, but I'm really feeling an Ursula, uh, the sea witch from little mermaid some year. I know a lot of people have done it, but I definitely like, I need to be her before, like at some point. <laughs> you definitely need to do that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, let's pray. Lord, we come to you today in thanks for all of those who have died and who we miss. We are so grateful for all of the things that those people have brought into our lives. Um, And by speaking their name, by talking about them, by putting them on a list this week, we're going to exalt them and lift them up and thank them for all of the impact that they have made on our lives. There's a, there's a bunch of people that that we've all lost and we could really take some time to just take a moment to remember them. And I think that that's a great thing to maybe do for this holiday, Lord. And I would like to also lift up Pastor Ted, such a situation going on currently uh, in his congregation. We hope that he can inspire conversation, that he can inspire people by being an example of love in that church. And then saying, if, if, if this is affecting Pastor Ted, imagine who else it's affecting. Um, we praise him and we, we are so grateful uh, to have someone like that, that is a queer pastor out there in our Christian community who is making a stand, who is praying for change. Um, That is something that 
we certainly need. Yeah, we, God, we pray that the same spirit that was on Martin Luther put that on Ted so that way he can take that message and, and bring that same spirit that Martin Luther brought uh, to his congregation and invoke the change that needs to happen and that you will bring a great and mighty move uh, within his congregation, God. We ask that. And we give you praise for Pope Francis having the courage to speak the truth that God loves the LGBTQ people as they are. So we thank you for that great praise report and that encouragement that you brought to us through Pope Francis. And Lord, we pray that people realize what's wrong with a little bit of whimsy. Lord, we want to thank you for everyone's ability especially queer people, to have self-expression throughout Halloween, a chance to adorn themselves and decorate these beautiful bodies that you've given us for fun, for children, for candy, for, for laughter, and, and bringing joy and merriment, even for the little thrill of a tiny little scare sometimes because the relief afterwards is therapeutic. We appreciate the opportunity um, to have this sort of a time to celebrate. And we are so grateful to get together um, each and every week and celebrate each other here on Yash Jesus. And thank you, Lord. In your holy and precious name, amen. Amen and amen. You guys, this was great. Listen to me. My mom would say, when I, ha- when I got my candy, separate all, this, all, the, all the sucking candy from the chocolates. Give me the chocolates in a Ziploc. <laughs> I'll put them in the freezer, and then I would never see them again. <laughs> so just be wary of moms that steal chocolate. Um, and also... <laughs> <laughs> and also go out there and have some fun don't go out but like wherever you can socially safe and distant you know even if it's instagram like play along this year people need the merriment they need the whimsy and throw a wig on it honey and throw some makeup on it and just take a little instagram picture for us we want to see what you're going to do this halloween thank you all for listening to another episode of yas jesus uh, you can find us on social media at Yas Jesus Pod or on our website at YasJesusPod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a spooky little hello girl. And we'll be happy to hear from you. Yas Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and as always, my bestie. Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking deacon, Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauley. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustillos, and Steve Michaels. Thank you so much, and keep praising the Lord, y'all. 